the Mel Gedroyd Podcast. Hey there, it's Mel G, and this week on my podcast, we're going to be talking about, ooh, Rick Astley in a cupboard, miming cats, and Bush's sideline project. Hmm, interesting. If you like that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. There'll be, ooh, heck of a lot more chat, some cracking tunes thrown in for good measure. Are you 80s or 90s, Bush? This is the key question. Very firmly in the 90s, Kat. <gasps> Because I'm very firmly in the 80s. Oh, well, we uh, represent each faction. Right, tell me what's good about the 90s, and then I'll tell you what's good about the 80s. Happy Mondays, Joe Bloggs tops, baggy jeans, that kind of thing. I give you Gary Newman. I give you Banana Rama. I give you ABC. I give you Level 42. You have blown me out of the water. <laughs> I concede. Let me jump on the 80s bandwagon. Come on, man. Lacy gloves, oh. leg warmers. I had a pair of uh, grey jeans with angled zips. <laughs> In the 80s, he used to love it. More zips than a kid who's 10 years old needs to put things away. He used to love those jeans. How many zips were there? There must have been in the region of 10 to 15 zips. Oh, stop it. Going all the way down the leg? All the way down the leg. <laughs> that is so <laughs> strong. I had a pair of caramel-coloured jean material trousers yeah. that I took in to make unfeasibly tight and I had a plastic flower as a corsage. Is that the right word? I think so. An old raincoat yeah. from Oxfam mm-hmm. and a trilby. Oh, a trilby as well. Yeah, man, that was the look that I rocked for a good five years. Kind of like a rural urban investigator. Yes. P.I. Gedroich P.I. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> love those clothes. Love those clothes. Yeah. Now, Easter is upon us, Bush. It is. Blooming exciting. I love a bit of Easter. Rebirth, spring, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Now, I want to ask you this. Do you do the old Easter egg hunt? No, do you know what? I don't. Oh, I feel bad that I don't. In fact, we were at a campsite in the week and a dad with his little girl and uh, the friend's brother, oh. uh, they they spent an hour or two putting little eggs around the campsite for the smug, kids to find. Smug dad? Smug dad. Smug dad. I was just sat there with my little kid just saying, sorry about that, I'm, I'm done even. <laughs> was he in very neat sort of chinos and he'd bought all the eggs in a bag? Yeah, it was way, way, way too organised for my liking. That yes. Bloke. Way too organised. Clean shaven, smelled nice. Yeah. That kind of person. He was on the case. His camping was going well. I, I was a bit more of like a shambolic dad. Matey, get into the old Easter egg hunting. I love the idea about it. Yeah, it's good. I want to tell you about an Easter egg hunt that I arranged a few years ago. Ooh. It was edgy and it, I was quite pleased with it. And, I, and I, what I'm saying to you today is we bring an edge into our Easter egg hunt. Let's That's do my this. message. Another tune to get up on a piece of furniture to. Yeah. That hasn't got a very snappy ring to it, but you know what I'm saying? And you want to throw the windows open. Yeah. Put your your radio on really, really loud and uh, just howl. Howl howl. and bellow. That's a great tune. Makes me want to leave a light on. What what light do you reckon she left on, Belinda? You see, I feel worried about that. It's not a very good message, though, Bush. What do you mean? Well, it's, you know, it's not good for the planet to leave a light on. Maybe she just left the big light on in the lounge. I'm not sure. I'm really, really, um, what's the word... I can't say the word I want to say, but let's say a little bit OCD about turning the lights off. Are you? I've left the room. Yes, Bush. I In quite fact, like now it. Now I'm looking at the studio lights, yeah. thinking, have we got too many lights on? Do you go down before everyone, you're the last person to go to bed and just check everyone's turned all the lights off, that kind of thing? Yes. Really? Yeah, man. Do you, have you ever used the phrase in your household, it's like Blackpool Illuminations in it? No, but... It's lit up like a Christmas tree in here. There you here, go, there you which go. Which you wouldn't know about, Bush, because you took your Christmas tree down very much on Boxing Day, I seem to remember. I can't believe you still can't get over this. What I, is your problem? Listen, and now you're telling me you've never done an Easter egg hunt. 
Bush, <laughs> you have got to embrace yeah. the beautiful holidays that this country offers, i.e. Christmas and Easter, and just go with it. Well, tell, what's this edgy Easter egg hunt then? Let me get me involved. Sell it to me. Right. Okay. This is absolutely true. A few years ago, I, I happened to be I happened to be doing a play, darling. I was yes. doing a play, um, and uh, it was Easter Monday. We were yes. performing, which was hard. You know, we had to really dig deep to do that. It was, was it an Easter. It was an Easter holiday. Matinee. Monday. Was it matinee? We did a matinee. Yes. And I basically arranged an Easter egg hunt on stage. During the play, Whoa. and the uh, the dare was that you had to go on stage and collect the eggs, and whoever had the uh, most in the wings uh, got a little prize. Wow, and the audience had no idea that it was going on. No, but they very, very soon sussed, mate. <laughs> <laughs> very soon sussed. I want, I, want to, I want to do an edgy Easter egg hunt like that this year, and I haven't quite nailed it, Bush. Can you think of a, can you think of a good Easter egg hunt, Bush, that you might do? Something for me... Um, my uh, fiance yes. is always telling me off for leaving uh, tea towels everywhere. I take tea towels with me wherever I go. You know, like someone might have a parrot on their shoulder. I'll take a tea towel with me, like a bird. What, like when you go away for the weekend? No, not that. <laughs> just like around the flat. Oh, I see. Oh, do you do you do that sort of chef thing where I it do. goes nonchalantly over the shoulder? I like. Even that. if I'm doing beans on toast, a tea towel over the shoulder yes. makes you feel like I'm Gordon Ramsay. I that. But I leave tea towels everywhere. I always get a new one from the second drawer down in the kitchen. I could leave chocolate eggs under each of the tea towels I've left around the flat so that when my girlfriend's picking it up about to shout at me, there's a chocolate egg under there. Problem diffused. There you go, my friend. Oh, Easter yeah. egg hunt sorted. Making people get on better well. through chocolate. <laughs> This is exciting. We've got fresh material in our little pod, uh, pod canister. Pod canister. Yeah. yeah, I love the name of that. I'm rustling and I'm riffling. Oh, I love a fresh pod. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You know. Oh, I love a fresh pod. <gasps> oh, Bush, this is great. A good question. I've got a good feeling about this one for you. Okay. Do you have an unusual way of eating something? I do. I really do. Actually, weirdly, I don't like picking food up and eating it with my hands. So if I have a pizza or a burger, I will eat it with a knife and fork. Um, hang on. Hang on just a minute. So you'll go into somewhere like a Burger King. Uh-huh. And you will... How does that work, Bush? I have I... to cut it up and have it with a knife and fork. I cannot eat a burger with my hands. I hate it. Even a pizza. I'll cut a pizza with a... I won't have it sliced. I'll, I'll just cut into it, like, chunk by chunk. Pizza, I can sort of understand. There's mm-hmm. a bit of a logic there, but with a burger... I know, I just don't like the feeling of it on my hands, having, like, burgery... I don't like having burgery hands. So it's the grease? Little bit, yeah. It's just a weird food thing that I've got. So would you eat with a plastic knife and fork in a burger takeaway restaurant? Yep. Wow, Bush. <laughs> it's just the way I roll. Are you, what's your kind of thing? Have you got a weird eating thing this going on? This is going to sound really, really posh, and I can't believe I'm about to tell this to you. Okay. <laughs> when I eat a fig. <laughs> <laughs> when I eat a fig. I'm so, Can that please be the title of your autobiography? <laughs> when I, I eat a fig. I can't believe I'm actually revealing this to you, Bush, but you are a close friend of mine now, so so I will. Thank you. When I eat a fig, um, you know that game, we often talk about that game that our children have played when you make the um, foldy up bit of paper. What's the name of that thing again? Uh, It's not a name. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then you and then you choose a number and then yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I sort of create almost a shape like that on the fig and then fold back the uh, skin of the fig. Yeah. 
Uh, shall I just stop now? No, no, no. I've I'm fascinated by myself. this. I'm, I'm fascinated. Very, very dull. Sorry, mate. So, is there a stone in the middle? Is there a stone in the fig? A lot of pips. Is there? Yeah, a lot of pips. So you fold it back out like uh, you were unwrapping uh, an apple during the war. Exactly. From a handkerchief. Yes. yes and then exactly. eat it like that. But it's that it's that exact thing that you do when you're creating that game that our children play with the paper. This is getting so, so esoteric and odd. <laughs> I like it, though. If I was watching you do that on public transport, I'd be obsessed. I'd be like, what's that woman doing over there? What's she doing to that fig? <laughs> so on the one hand, we've got Bush eating his burgers with <laughs> knives and forks. Wow, Bush. Chatterbox. That's the Thanks name of the thing. Thanks very much. That's so, the name of the thing. When you eat a fig, always do it the chatterbox way. There you go. Thank you. Got to say, gang, uh, in the 90s, mm-hmm. work, worked as a waitress... Uh, in the cocktail bar. bar. That much is true. true. Wasn't in a cocktail bar. It was in a cafe on the Portobello Road in London. Okay. In the 90s. I served uh, Jazzy B and, and a couple of the Soul to Soul crew. Uh-huh. Really delightful. He seems like a lovely chap. Really delightful. And left a good tip as well. Do you remember what he had? I'd love to know what Jazzy B eats. Oh, I can't. It would have been... I think it was like a... It was in the 90s. Uh-huh. Uh, it would have been a full English, yeah. but with a twist, a 90s twist, like sort of portobello mushrooms. Thank you. Oh. And this is a this is a thing to add the cherry onto the Easter weekend cake. Bushes. Red letter <laughs> day. Yeah, I feel like I want to come out of something to some dry ice to that oh, kind of thing. That'd be great, wouldn't do. it? This can I cycle out of something with some dry ice? Of course you can. That'd be you good. Can. Well, listen, Mel, you're going to yes. love this. Today is uh, Saturday the 15th of April. Yes. Uh, it's World Pet Day. <gasps> Celebrating the joys of pets, whatever pet you've pets. got. Love whatever pets. type of pet you've got. Yeah. I've got three amazing facts about pets for you. Oh, I love pets. Come on. Starting with this. The longest living goldfish in the world was called Tish. Yeah. Have a guess at how old she lived till. I'm thinking back to the goldfish I had, which all came from funfairs. I would say 14 days was probably the longest. I don't know, a couple of years? 43 years Stop old, this it. fish. 43 years old, Tish was. Stop. Stop it. Sadly, no longer with us. Passed away in 2005. But must have been enormous because goldfish grow... Oh, it depends where you put them, I suppose. Depends where you put them, but apparently 43 years old. That's, That's unbelievable, incredible. isn't it? Not that long off getting a free bus pass, so well done, Tish. Wow. Fact number two, cats don't typically meow at each other. It's actually a communication tool reserved specifically for humans. I didn't know that. Isn't that amazing? So how, do they purr to each other, or is it just mime? It's just mime stuff, I think, hand signals and that. Yeah. Like, you going in there, if you're backing in there, you going in there, I'll go around, I'll go around. And that's why the cats rotate before they sit down. A bit of Marcel, Marcial. Oh. (laughs) I, I, honestly, if we finish the show now, we could be really proud of ourselves. I think we've smashed we it. We really have smashed it today. <laughs> Final fact, Come and this on, is mate. the cutest animal fact you hear all oh, year. Okay. Did you know that male Gentoo penguins propose to females by giving them a pebble? Isn't that amazing? That's they drop a pebble door. at their feet, oh, and then they're like life partners forever. That is adorable. Penguins, that is. Is that what you did to your girlfriend? Dropped a pebble at her feet, and then just <laughs> raised my eyebrows and mimed it like a cat. Isn't that unbelievable? I love that. Isn't that so sweet? Cracking good pet facts for this lovely Easter Easter weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bush, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? I love the fact, Mel, that you've just spilt water over everything during that song. And now all of your pages are damp. And I feel like you're communicating me uh, with me through 18th century parchment. Oh, my trousers as well. 
I'm wearing a sort of thick pair of mom-cut jeans in a slightly thick denim, and they are absolutely soaking. <laughs> but nothing is going to dampen my Easter Saturday spirit. You're not letting it get you down, are you? Never. Fair play to you. Now, listen, important question. What's that noise? Yeah, it's someone... the builders. Can you hear that? Someone's trying to get in. What is that? Oh dear, it does sound like someone's trying to get in. I feel like someone from a previous show here has been locked in the cupboard <laughs> and is trying to get our attention. Is it Rick Astley? It's Rick. They've gone. He stopped. It's all, Rick, it's all right, love. We'll let you out after the after the next song, okay? Yeah, I think he has. He's that. fine, he's fine, he's fine. He's good. Now listen, important stuff. Bush. Oh, it's Rick. Rick again. Mate, sorry. Rick, leave it until after the show, mate. Yeah. Are you, are you trying to communicate? Through a sort of, what's that thing, um, DI, not DIY SOS, what's it called? Morse codes! Morse codes. Ah. Uh, Rick, give us uh, give us two knocks if you're okay. Three. That's three. Oh. Mm. What's that, Rick? You want some food? Oh. He wants something from the brasserie, mate. <laughs> Go and dial up some food that we've eaten in the brasserie. Well, if we get him a flat sandwich, we can slide it under the door, but we are <laughs> mid-show, so I don't know what I can do. Pop-tart all right for you, Rick? Oh, yeah? Yeah, we'll slide a pop-tart. It'll be all right, it'll be all right. Uh, <laughs> Is Chesney Hawks in there with you? Yes, yeah, apparently yes. so. Wow, that's so cool. Um, well, they all get in there. Let's, we'll ignore, he's just trying to get in on our show. It's very hard, though, because you feel like there's like an 80s party going on just yards from us and we're trying to concentrate. Bush, I have to ask you, how's your week been? Uh, Mel, thank you for asking. My week has been a, a week of worry. Oh. Because you know we've been talking about eggs, Easter eggs. I feel like I've got all my eggs in one basket oh, in this oh, career. So I've done that. Nice link. Well, lots of the other presenters who work in the radio world here at uh, Bauer Towers, uh, Magic Towers, have all got another thing on the go. Ah, okay? okay. So they, they do their radio presenting stuff, but they've also got like another interest. So, well, Rick Astley is a medium. Yes. And he's communicating with uh, the spirit <laughs> world through knocks. We know that. He's channeling through Morse codes. Uh, we've got one of the presenters uh, plays the stock market. We've got okay. another presenter who's got a decking business. Lovely. Uh, Another presenter here who sends out uh, little tiny Japanese bonsai trees, Japanese gardens. That's me. But, uh, I, is that you? <laughs> uh, uh, Gedroitz's flowers. But I don't have any other secondary business. And I think as a team, okay. what we need to decide this, today, this afternoon, is what other business, what other line of business can we get into? You're talking about a sideline. Yes. Oh, to go alongside your broadcasting work. The way we're now sitting around a boardroom table. Yeah. I've got some tortoiseshell glasses on and a pin and a pencil. That's what you call it, isn't it? Pencil yeah. skirt. Pin pencil. Pinstripe pencil skirt. Pinstripe because, pencil skirt. Because we're in business mode, Bush. We're we going to find you a sideline. Okay. I'm thinking, hmm, you could set up a barber shop. Yeah. Quartet. You thought <sighs> I was going to say haircutting business. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, no. doing, doing haircuts and stuff. No, a quartet, Bush. Really? With vocals like yours. You reckon? Added to some other people's. Uh-huh. In close harmony. So, and what, you could be rented out to go and do happy birthday messages to people. Yes. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yes, you what? could have mopeds so you get there quicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Like, uh, you could go along in formation like the uh, Red yes. Arrows. Like Wallace and Gromit. I'd love that. And yeah. what, what kit would I need? Stripey uh, blazer top and a straw hat? Just a larynx, mate. Is that all I need? Just a working larynx. And yes, and, and a boater, of course. But I would say the bare minimum you need is, is a working larynx. <laughs> larynx. I like the idea of that. I just want a portfolio, Mel. That's all I want. Other people have got a portfolio. If you listen to the show, have you got a portfolio? I don't even know what one is. It's like a book with all your stuff in it. It sounds like a chocolate bar. <laughs> I'd like a portfolio. It would have nuts in and caramel.
Oh, yeah. Do people still eat portfolios? That would be saying in about five or ten years' yes. time. Do you remember portfolios? God, they were gorgeous. But So you mentioned somebody in, in our midst mm-hmm. has a decking business. Now, yeah. Would you like maybe to do something which is quite practical? For example, selling fire extinguishers or water coolers or something like that. Are you talking that? Well, or? Do you know what? Can I be honest with you? Come on. I've always had this ambition, right? And I'm not good at like um, like making stuff, so it's never ever come to fruition. But I'd love to go into a stranger's house mm. and give them an estimate on something. Oh, Bush. We do a bit of like, work on this. bit of sniffing, bit of looking out yeah. the window, bit of pacing about and go... Bit of... Yeah. Yeah. Do a bit of pen behind the ear. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be... Oh, you're looking at... That kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't know what to estimate, you know, maybe roofing or flooring or something like that. I mean, I'm open to suggestions, Mel, to be honest Airships. With you. Air sh- airships? They're the future of travel, apparently. Are they? Bush's airships. There you go. There's your business. Let's start <laughs> working on the spreadsheet. Maybe a bit more detail at some point as well. That'd be great. Yes. Airships are a bit vague, but I love it. Yes. Just a little bit vague. Come on, man. Okay, podcast time. Whoa. Thank you for listening to this podcast, by the way. Don't forget yeah. to leave little comments below or whatever, like stuff about how brilliant we are and everything. <laughs> right, here we go. Let's open up a question that's been written by somebody from the office here at Magic. I love looking at people's handwriting. Do you find handwriting fascinating? Yeah, yeah. describe the handwriting you're looking at now. Spidery. Ooh. Uh, this, this, this person's got the handwriting of someone... Mean that, with money. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or launched a uh, no-holds-barred local campaign to get a tree cut down <laughs> by leaving terrible notes. That's what this handwriting's like. Likes reading Dickens. Yeah. I'd say. Dickens novel by candlelight. Yeah. Mel, the question is for you. Come on, pop Wh- me up. What's the strangest thing in your phone search history? What's the weirdest thing you've Googled? Oh, okay, the weirdest thing I've Googled... Sort of recently. In recent times. Oh, lordy. That is a weird one. I might have to ask you that while I actually look at my phone and see, because I can't remember. Well, I've been Googling uh, how to clean the inner of your tent, because oh, it's gone and got all mouldy. Oh, Bush, I know you told me about that. You're upset by that, aren't you? Yeah, asking for a friend. Uh, and yeah, I've <laughs> my, the, my, my inner of my tent's mouldy, and I don't know what to do about it. Oh. People have been suggesting that I get like a baby sterilising fluid called... Oh, sorry. There it is. Oh, dear. Sorry. No, that's terrible. That's just a, a, a message coming through. Um, <laughs> now, yes, my love, come on. What were you saying? Uh, so what is what was the last thing you Googled? The Tristan Bates Theatre, darling. Oh, really? I've got a friend who's doing a show there, and I was just uh, finding out the whereabouts. I've never been to the Tristan Bates Theatre. It's in London, so, um, yes. My Googles are always quite lovely, actually. And where is this Tristan Bates Theatre? It's in the middle of London town, mate. Right in the the middle? Yeah, it's near Coffee Garden. Oh, wow. Yes. Just a short walk from here. That's the last thing I Googled. Wow. It's not that weird, but... um, you know, I've come clean. It's slightly lovey. I would say your your stuff on the podcast this week, Mel, has been aristocratic. Oh, just... How to peel a fig. And Ponzi. How to Google the nearest art house theatre. Ponzi, mate. <laughs> I love it. Right royally Ponzi. And I, I would it. say, with your mouldy tent dilemma, yeah. isn't there something like lemon juice that sorts that out? Lemon juice kind of, at the end of the day, seems to be able to clean anything, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get a bit of lemon juice on it. Yeah. Give that a go. Failing that, some sort of Febreze type thing. Get a bit of Febreze on it as well. Yeah, yeah. Febreze, is, all, Febreze. is the get out, uh, like, get out of jail free Everything. card, isn't it? Everything. You haven't washed it, Febreze it. Deodorant, Febreze it. Febreze. Yeah. Haven't washed your hair, got no dry shampoo? Febreze, Febreze it. it. Absolutely. I, I'm obsessed with dry shampoo. I love shampoo. How does that work? It's odd, isn't it? How does a spray in your hair clean your hair? I think it, uh, it's basically like talc and it just absorbs the grease and the dirt. Yeah. 
But, but guys don't make... ever use it really, so no. it's only for girls, isn't yeah. it? It's not fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give you some breeze. Can I borrow some? Yeah. Okie dokes, it's Easter Saturday, it is the Easter weekend, and things are kind of fluffy, bunnyish. Prancy, gambling, lovely, chocolatey. Yes, they are indeed, but you know what's coming. There is a slight sting to the tail. It's time for Tell Mel where you get advice from me, but it's not always the fluffy one. Hey Mel, it's Susie. I've decided to get into oil painting. In fact, I'm going to paint something tonight. But what should I paint? Susie, you must follow the great oil painters of the past, such as, mm, Hogarth and, mm, all the others. Can't think of them now. You must do a self-portrait. I didn't mean Hogarth, I meant Holbein, who did the famous portrait of himself. Susie, sit yourself down in front of a mirror, get some drapes, possibly go slightly nude, and do a self-portrait of yourself. Next. Hey Mel, it's Oliver. It's getting warmer outside and I'm meeting friends this week in a beer garden for drinks. What's the perfect outfit for me to wear to prove that I am debonair? I've always wanted to be described as debonair. Hmm, Oliver debonair. There's a certain ring to that. It's getting hot outside, so take off all your clothes, Oliver debonair. I can't remember the question, but I did enjoy that song. Next, please. Hi Mel, it's Fiona. My kids are all complaining about being bored after being off on their Easter holidays. What tasks can I get them to do around the house to help out and make them see just how easy they've got it? Fiona! I very much enjoyed the bird song that was going all the way through that. Do you live in an aviary, Fiona? Maybe you'd better live somewhere a bit more interesting. Maybe that's why your children are bored. They're bored of your birds, Fiona. Give them something else in their life apart from birds. so much for listening to our scrumptious little podcast. Hear more nonsense like that every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast. <laughs>